Hi, this is Kendall Boyson, professional life and recovery coach, and you're listening to Encouragementology, the practice of instilling hope. Hi there. Thanks for joining me. On this show, we are finding meaning, intention, and aim as we move toward unleashing your purpose within. I love talking about purpose and true potential because isn't that what we're all striving for anyway? If your life lacks meaning and your actions are unintentional or aimless, what's the purpose of anything? Just like in goal setting, having a target for your journey and steps to get there means that you have an action plan and nothing is more exciting than putting something you want and strive for into action. No need to strap on the running shoes yet. We have some work to do first to understand deep down what we're meant for. Of course, there's no way to handle that in an hour, but we can get your mind redirected to going within for the answers. Ready to unlock your internal vault for the first clue? Unleashing your purpose sounds easy enough and suggests that there is this door or box inside of us that we've been told to stay away from because we don't have the key, or it's something boring and bothersome that we just haven't gotten to yet. It screams that we must already know what our purpose and true potential is. Who would have known? I mean, haven't you always thought that it was this grand, monumentous exploration for life's answers? Something a Tibetan monk studied and uncovered throughout a lifetime. Or maybe it's one of those things that is revealed at the end of your life when you're finally at that aha moment only to discover you're too late to do anything about it. Your purpose, the great mystery of the world. Maybe we've been putting off this expiration like Scarlett O'Hare. I won't think about that today. I'll think about that tomorrow. Too deep and soul-searching for a person in their 20s, 30s, 40s, or beyond. Or is it? Maybe we're missing the point here. Maybe it's been there all along. Maybe we've been used to living with purpose but never really identified it as such. Could it be that simple? Well, let's find out, shall we? Dr. Scott T. Allison gets us started with four truths that give your life meaning and purpose in his article, What is Your Purpose in Life?, located at psychologytoday.com. This question is as old as the human race itself. Some argue that our purpose is to find happiness. Others say our purpose is to love others, to become the best version of ourselves, or to follow God's will. Still others say there is no purpose to life at all. I believe that your life does have purpose and that the clues are all around us in plain view. You can't miss them. Our purpose is so deeply embedded in our culture that we easily overlook it and take it for granted. Put simply, your purpose in life is to live the life of a hero. The hero's journey is captured in all the greatest stories in literature and in all the great movies we enjoy on the big screen. 
Hero stories endow our lives with meaning and reveal how human life is meant to be lived. Hero stories illuminate your true purpose in four ways. Number one, you will go on a journey. At some point during your life, you will journey away from the comforts of your familiar world. In The Wizard of Oz, a tornado sends Dorothy to the land of Oz. In The Fault in Our Stars, cancer sends Hazel to Amsterdam. The hero's journey can be real or metaphorical. Sometimes heroes choose the journey. Sometimes the journey chooses them. Brace yourself. Your life always includes some type of voyage, fraught with discomfort, but crucial in revealing your life's purpose. Number two, you will grow from adversity. Overcoming obstacles and failures is a central part of your life journey. Children's fairy tales prepare us for adversity by featuring heroes who grow from their setbacks. The three little pigs find a way to outsmart the big bad wolf. Bambi overcomes his mother's death to grow into a great leader. Where you stumble, there lies your treasure. Observed mythologist Joseph Campbell. Heroes use adversity to better themselves. When you are challenged by the darkest of life's circumstances, know that your journey is fashioning you into a wiser, more resilient individual. Number three, you will assemble a team of allies. You should never undertake your journey alone. Heroes find a way to attract sidekicks, friends, and mentors to help them overcome obstacles. Matt Langdon of the Hero Construction Company calls it building a team around you. Often the person who helps you is someone you least expect. Remember the point of the journey is to transform you into a stronger, better person. Trusted allies will guide you through adversity and will assist you in becoming forever transformed by your journey. Number four, you will give back to society. The hero's journey is far more than mere personal transformation. Once you return from your journey, you will use your newfound gifts to make the world a better place. In 12 Years a Slave, the hero Solomon survives his ordeal as a slave and then works to end slavery. In the Odyssey, Odysseus endures his turbulent voyage home and then becomes a wiser ruler of Ithaca. Your life purpose is to use your own personal transformation to help transform society. Once mentored by another, you will now mentor others. Your selflessness service to the world will forge your place in the human chain of love shown by people who came before you and by people who will follow you. The hero's journey is not just illustrated in fiction, but in the real lives of the world's greatest heroes, like Mahatma Gandhi, Nelson Mandela, and Martin Luther King Jr. These three legends lived the four truths of heroism we've outlined. They all embarked a journey that forever changed their lives. They all suffered greatly at the hands of others. They all benefited from a team of allies who made their triumphs possible. 
and they all use their gifts to forever change the world. Now, you may not be on the life trajectory of Gandhi or Mandela, but rest assured you are on a hero's journey that has monumentous implications for yourself and for the world. Perhaps you're in the process of overcoming cancer, a difficult childhood, a financial setback, or some major transgression. As you struggle, remember that regardless of the outcome, you are fulfilling your life's purpose. Each human life is meant to be a heroic life. Love, love, love those sentiments, and I echo them in my own life and what I advocate. I'm a firm believer in the power you have to change the world. Yes, just little oh you. Your words of encouragement can absolutely impact a person's life and change their trajectory, in turn, impacting everyone else they meet. Mother Teresa said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. Ripples felt far and wide, a ripple of love and understanding. Encouragement is the key to unlock a person's true potential. I started my work wanting to help women get back to work. I've always been a professional, career-focused person, but I haven't always walked into the best jobs. My goal was to always go as far as I could go in any role, which meant I was prepared to work hard to get there. I've never lacked confidence professionally, so for me, drive was inherent. As a woman, I know what it was like to work, have babies, at times being a single working mother, trying to make ends meet while getting ahead. So I felt compassion for this demographic and I wanted to help. I created job-seeking workshops to do resumes, uncover desires and talents, role-play interview skills, and provide interview apparel and makeovers. Whatever it took to equip someone to feel confident and to be their best. Immediately, thank goodness, I was shown a revelation. People need encouragement. Not just crave it, they desperately need it. A kind word of inspiration, someone to listen, care, and believe in them. With that knowledge, a person walks a little taller, sits a little straighter, and smiles a deep, appreciative smile from within. Confidence in themselves will give them confidence in their abilities. You can encourage everyone you encounter, one way or another, by the positive energy you expel, to making eye contact, giving a kind smile, saying hello. If given the opportunity or if you feel compelled, ask about their day. Spend time with them. Listen and understand. Human connection is vital to thriving in life and experiencing true happiness. Something as simple as creating and maintaining meaningful connections can be your purpose and provide long-lasting and far-reaching effects. Jeremy Adam Smith provides ideas when you're struggling on how to find your purpose in life in an article he wrote for greatergoodberkeley.edu. For decades, psychologists have studied how long-term, meaningful goals develop over the span of our lives. 
The goals that foster a sense of purpose are ones that can potentially change the lives of other people, like launching an organization, researching disease, or teaching kids to read. A sense of purpose appears to have evolved in humans so that we can accomplish big things together, which may be why it's associated with better physical and mental health. Purpose is adaptive in an evolutionary sense. It helps both individuals and the species survive. Many seem to believe that purpose arises from your special gifts and sets you apart from other people. But that's only part of the truth. It also grows from our connection to others, which is why a crisis of purpose is often a symptom of isolation. Once you find your path, you're almost certainly going to find others traveling alongside you, hoping to reach the same destination, a community. Here are six ways to overcome isolation and discover your purpose in life. Number one, my favorite, read. Reading connects us to people we'll never know across time and space. An experience that research says is linked to a sense of meaning and purpose. Note here that meaning and purpose are related but separate social scientific constructs. Purpose is a part of meaning. Meaning is a much broader concept that usually also includes value, efficacy, and self-worth. In a 2010 paper, for example, Leslie Francis studied a group of nearly 26,000 teenagers throughout England and Wales. She found that those who read the Bible more tended to have a stronger sense of purpose. Secular reading seems to make a difference as well. In a study of empirical studies, Raymond A. Marr and colleagues found a link between reading poetry and fiction and a sense of purpose among adolescents. Reading fiction might allow adolescents to reason about the whole lives of characters, giving them specific insight into an entire lifespan without having to have fully lived most of their own lives. By seeing purpose in the lives of others, teens are more likely to see it in their own lives. In this sense, purpose is an act of imagination. Many people he interviewed for this article mentioned pivotal books or ideas they found in books. The writing of historian W.E.B. Du Bois pushed social justice activist Art McGee to embrace a specific vision of African-American identity and liberation. Journalist Michael Stoll found inspiration in the social responsibility theory of journalism, which he read about at Stanford University. Basically, reporters and editors have not just the ability, but also the duty to improve their community by being independent arbiters of problems that need solving. It's been my professional North Star ever since. This is what he said. <laughs> Michael went on to launch an award-winning nonprofit news agency called the San Francisco Public Press. So, if you're feeling a crisis of purpose in your life, Go to the bookstore or library or university. Find books that matter to you, and they might help you see what matters in your own life. Number two, turn hurts into healing for others. Of course, finding purpose is not just an intellectual pursuit. 
It's something we need to feel. That's why it can grow out of suffering, but both our own and others. Kezia Willingham was raised in poverty in Corvallis, Oregon, her family deeply affected by domestic violence. No one at school intervened or helped or supported my mother, myself, or my brother when I was growing up poor, ashamed, and sure that my existence was a mistake, she says. I was running the streets, skipping school, having sex with strangers, and abusing every drug I could get my hands on. When she was 16, Kezia enrolled in an alternative high school that led me to believe I had options and a path out of poverty. She made her way to college and was especially drawn to kids with issues. Kids like the one that she once was. She says, I want the kids out there who grew up like me to know that they have futures ahead of them. I want them to know that they are smart, even if they may not feel they meet this academic standards. I want them to know that they are just as good and valuable as any other human who happens to be born into a more privileged circumstance. Sometimes another person's pain can lead us to purpose. When Christopher Pepper, a senior in high school, a trembling, tearful friend told him that she had been raped by a classmate. I comforted as well as I could and left the conversation vowing that I would do something to keep this from happening to others, says Christopher. He kept that promise by becoming a peer rape educator in college and then a sex educator in San Francisco public schools. Why do people like Kesey and Christopher seem to find purpose in suffering while others are crushed by it? Part of the answer, as we will see, might have to do with the emotions and behaviors we cultivate in ourselves. Number three, cultivate awe, gratitude, and altruism. Certain emotions and behaviors that promote health and well-being can also foster a sense of purpose, specifically awe, gratitude, and altruism. Several studies conducted by the Greater Good Science Center's Dosher Keltner have shown that the experience of awe makes us feel connected to something larger than ourselves, and so can provide the emotional foundation for a sense of purpose. Of course, awe, all by itself, won't give you purpose in life. It's not enough to just feel like you're a small part of something big. You also need to feel driven to make a positive impact on the world. That's where gratitude and generosity come into play. It may seem counterintuitive to foster purpose of cultivating a grateful mindset, but it works. This comes from Kendall Bronk, psychologist a leading expert on purpose. As research by William Damon, Robert Edmonds, and others have found, children and adults who are able to count their blessings are much more likely to try to contribute to the world beyond themselves. This is probably because if we can see how others make our world a better place, we'll be more motivated to give something back. Here we arrive at altruism. There's little question at this point that helping others is associated with a meaningful, purposeful life. 
In one study, for example, Daryl Von Togren and colleagues found that people who engage in more altruistic behaviors, like volunteering or donating money, tend to have a greater sense of purpose in their lives. Interestingly, gratitude and altruism seem to work together to generate meaning and purpose. In a second experiment, the researchers randomly assigned some participants to write letters of gratitude, and those people later reported a stronger sense of purpose. Most recent work by Christina Carnes and colleagues found that altruism and gratitude are neurologically linked, activating the same reward circuits in the brain. Number four, listen to what others appreciate about you. Isn't that hard sometimes? But giving thanks can help you find your purpose. You can also find your purpose in what people thank you for. Like Kezia Willingham, Sean Taylor had a tough childhood, and he was also drawn to working with kids who had severe behavioral problems. Unlike her, however, he often felt like the work was dead end. I thought I sucked at my chosen profession, he said. Then one day, a girl he'd worked with five years before contacted him. She detailed how I helped change her life, says Sean. And she asked him to walk her down the aisle when she got married. Sean hadn't even thought about her in all this time. Something clicked, and I knew this was my path. No specifics, but youth work was my purpose. The artists, writers, and musicians I interviewed often described how appreciation from others fueled their work. Danny Burleson never lacked a sense of purpose, and she toiled for years as a writer and social justice activist in Santa Rosa, California. But when wildfires swept through her community, Danny discovered that her strengths were needed in new ways. I've found that my networking and emergency response skills have been really helpful to my community, my students, and to the firefighters. Although there is no research that directly explores how being thanked might fuel a sense of purpose, we do know that gratitude strengthens relationships, and those are often the source of our purpose, as many of these stories have suggested. We're up to number five. Find and build community. As we see in Danny's case, we can often find our sense of purpose in the people around us. Many people told me about finding purpose in family. In tandem with his reading, Art McGee found purpose, working for social and racial justice. In love and respect for my hardworking father, he says, working people like him deserved so much better. Environmental and social justice organizer Jody Sugarman Brosen feels driven to leave the world in a better place than she found it. Becoming a mom strengthened that purpose. It's going to be a better world and it's going to be the kids' world, she said. It definitely influences how she parents, wanting to raise anti racist, feminist, radical kids who will continue the fight and be leaders. Of course, our kids may not embrace our purpose. Amber Contorno was raised by purpose-driven parents who were right-wing Christians. My mom had us involved in stuff all the time, all within the conservative Christian bubble, she says. This family community fueled a strong sense of purpose in Amber, to be a good Christian and role model, to be a blessing to other people. 
The trouble is that this underlying purpose involves making other people more like them. When she came out as a lesbian at age 27, Amber's family and community swiftly and suddenly cast her aside. This triggered a deep crisis of purpose, one that she resolved by finding a new faith community. This helped shape her and gave her a sense of belonging. Often the nobility of our purpose reflects the company we keep. The purpose that came from Amber's parents was based on exclusion, as she discovered. There was no place and no purpose for her in the community once she embraced an identity they couldn't accept. A new sense of purpose came with the new community and identity she built as a gay and lesbian Christian. If you're having trouble remembering your purpose, take a look at the people around you. What do you have in common with them all? What are you trying to be? What impact do you see them having on the world? Is that impact a positive one? Can you join with them in making that impact? What do they need? Can you give it to them? If the answers to those questions don't inspire you, then you might need to find a new community. And with that, a new purpose may come. Number six, tell your story. Reading can help you find your purpose, but so can writing. Purpose often arises from curiosity about our own life. What obstacles have you encountered? What strengths helped you overcome them? How did you help other people? How did other people help you? How did your strengths help you make life better? We all have the ability to make a narrative out of our own lives, says Emily Esfani Smith, author of the 2017 book, The Power of Meaning. It gives us clarity on our own lives, how to understand ourselves, and gives us a framework that goes beyond the day-to-day and basically helps us make sense of our experiences. That's why Amber Contorna wrote her memoir, Refocusing My Family, Coming Out, Being Cast Out, and Discovering the True Love of God. At first depressed after losing everyone she loved, Amber soon discovered new strengths in herself. And she's using her book to help build a nonprofit organization called Beyond to support gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender Christians in their coming out process. One 2008 study found that those who see meaning and purpose in their lives are able to tell a story of change and growth where they manage to overcome the obstacles they encountered. In other words, creating a narrative like Amber's can help us see our own personal strengths and how applying those strengths can make a difference in the world, which increases our sense of self-efficacy. This is a valuable reflective process to all people. But Amber took it one step further by publishing her autobiography and turning it into a tool for social change. Today, Amber's purpose is to help people like her feel less alone. She says, My sense of purpose has grown a lot with my desire to share my story and the realization that so many other people have shared my journey. As a life coach, I'm often asked about purpose because so many are looking for what's next. 
Either they've come to a crossroads where the way they've always done it isn't working or isn't satisfying enough or it's imperative that they make a life change for survival. For me, empty nesting came at a time when I was giving up bad habits and adopting new healthier ones. So it was a combination of motivators. I needed a new goal and a bigger sense of purpose. Climbing the career ladder wasn't cutting it anymore. My kids were going on to discover their own passions and purposes and didn't need me delving into their day-to-day. So what next? My purpose was discovered through serving, getting involved and noticing a need around me. Your purpose doesn't have to be as mission-driven as Mother Teresa or Martin Luther King, but it can heighten your sense of awareness and tap into your heart. When you hit it on the head, it can flow as easily as a lazy current or propel you forward like the Colorado River Rapids. There is a deep sense of satisfaction and joy from delivering on your purpose. Not monetary or short-lived, but soul-nourishing. Your purpose is within, but won't be uncovered or activated without a little work on your part. This isn't the publisher clearinghouse with a big check on the other side of the doorbell. You have to be in a place to want to breathe life into it and push aside all the obstacles that challenge it. A good exercise is to find your why. Dr. Margie Werrell walks us through this exercise in her article for Forbes.com, Do You Know Your Why? Four Questions to Find Your Purpose. If you've ever faced a significant crisis in your life, you'll have experienced the power of purpose to tap reserves of energy determination, and courage you'll likely didn't know you even had. Your mission was clear. Your goal was compelling. Your focus was laser-like. Your potential was tapped. The power of purpose is similar to the energy of light focused through a magnifying glass. Think about that. Diffuse light has little use, but when its energy is concentrated as through a magnifying glass, the same light can set fire to paper. Focus its energy even more, as with a laser beam, and it has the power to cut through steel. Likewise, a clear sense of purpose enables you to focus your efforts on what matters most, compelling you to take risks and push forward regardless of the odds or obstacles. Unlike animals, which are driven simply to survive, we humans crave more to life than mere survival. Without an answer to the question, survival for the sake of what? We can quickly fall into disillusionment, distraction, and a quiet sense of despair. The alarming increase in rates of drug and alcohol abuse, depression, and suicide, along with the growing resilience of antidepressant medications, seems to indicate many are doing just that. Likewise, a quick glance at employee engagement statistics points to a crisis of purpose and meaning on an unprecedented scale. Given we're wealthier today than at any other time in history, there's clearly a marked difference between well-off and well-being. German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche once said, He who has a why can endure any how. Knowing your why is an important first step in figuring out how to achieve the goals that excite you and create a life you enjoy living.
versus merely just surviving. Indeed, only when you know your why will you find the courage to take the risks needed to get ahead, stay motivated when the chips are down, and move your life onto an entirely new, more challenging, and more rewarding trajectory. Certainly, this has been the experience of Tom Hale, whose company Backroads will top $100 million in revenue. My passion for bringing active travel experiences to more people has driven me over the past 35 years. During an interview, Tom shared that in the first seven years of starting Backroads, he put in enormous effort for little return. Given the hours I worked, I think I was earning about 35 cents an hour, he joked. However, while I knew we had to make money to grow, I was never driven by the money. Once it was clear that this was my life's work, doing something else was never an option. Tom's leadership of Backroads, from a small startup to a major player in the travel industry, has created an organization whose employees are passionate about his company's mission and him. While there's no one pathway for discovering your life's purpose, there are many ways you can gain deeper insight into yourself and a larger perspective on what it is that you have to offer the world. Reflect on these four questions to help find the sweet spot that sits in the intersection between what you care about and what you can contribute and what will be valued most. So number one, think about it. What makes you come alive? The word inspire comes from the Latin meaning to breathe life into. Accordingly, when you are working toward things that inspire you, it literally makes you feel more alive. What makes you come alive isn't referring to taking your dream holiday or watching your favorite team play football, unless you're called to a career as a football coach or a commentator. It's bigger than that. I'm talking about a why that moves up the food chain from being about you to being about something bigger than you. It's about connecting with what you're passionate about, knowing that when you focus your attention and endeavors that put a fire in your belly, you grow your impact and influence in ways that nothing else can. You don't have to declare at this point that you want to invent the next iPad, solve the world's energy problems, or cure cancer. This is about you connecting to a cause that's bigger than you are but which is also congruent with who you are and what you care about. Number two, what are your innate strengths? In the element, Sir Ken Robinson says that our element is the point at which natural talent and skill meets personal passion. Hmm. When people are in their element, they're not only more productive, but they add more value and enjoy more personal and professional fulfillment. Accordingly, it's also often where they also tend to make the most money. Side note, what are the things you've always been good at? Are you able to see patterns and opportunities amidst complexity? Are you creative, naturally adept at coming up with outside-the-box solutions? Are you a natural-born rebel with an innate ability to identify where the status quo in need of a makeover is? Are you brilliant in the details, naturally good at executing projects with precision? Or are you a naturally gifted communicator, technology person, diplomat, 
network leader, problem solver, change agent. Of course, you can also be passionate about things you have no natural talent for, and in turn, talented at things to which you hold no passion. However, experience has shown that we rarely aspire toward ambitions we have no natural talent to achieve. As civil rights leader Howard Thurman once wrote, don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive, then go do that. Because that's what the world needs is people who can come alive. Number three, where do you add the greatest value? Doing work that you're good at, but which you loathe, is not a pathway to fulfillment. That said, knowing your greatest strengths and where you can add the most value through the application of your education, skills, knowledge, and experience can help you focus on the opportunities, roles, and career paths where you're most likely to succeed and therefore the greatest sense of accomplishment and contribution. Too often we undervalue our strengths, skills, and our expertise If you reframe the concept of adding value through the lens of solving problems, you can ask yourself what you're well-placed and equipped to help solve in your workplace, career, organization, or industry. You can also ask yourself what problems you really enjoy solving and what problems you feel passionate about trying to solve. You'll then be more successful at focusing on your natural strengths and those things you're innately good at. Number four, how will you measure your life? People who don't stand for something can easily fall for anything. Deciding how you want to measure your life means making a stand for something and then living your life in alignment with it. Ultimately, living with purpose means focusing on things that matter most. Ironically, the things that matter most are rarely things. That said, while some people are in a position to trade the security of a regular salary in order to pursue a passion, many can't, at least not in the short term or without violating some core values. But following the money and following your heart don't have to be mutually exclusive. By shifting the lens in which you view what you're doing now, you can profoundly shift your experience of it. No matter what your job, you can draw meaning from it and find greater purpose through how you do it and what you do. If you don't think you're the kind of person you'd want to work with, then consider that it may not be because of the job, but because of your attitude towards it. Knowing your purpose may compel you to take on challenges that will stretch you as much as they inspire you. Just as a boat under power can handle any size wave if perpendicular to it, when you're powered by a clear purpose, there is little you cannot do. share encouragementology with a friend who needs to know they are not alone in this journey of self-discovery, you can visit encouragementology.com or anywhere you stream your content to receive this episode and all others. Follow us on Facebook for additional encouragement throughout the week. So I challenge you, 
Take some time to explore your deepest desires, talents, and purpose to uncover what makes your heart sing. You have the power to make a deeply felt impact on the world while unleashing your own true happiness. I know you can do it. Thank you for listening to Encourage Mentology with Kendall Boyson, where we find positive ways to handle some of life's challenges. Someone through until the path was clear. That's when I found.